Welcome once again to Articulate Warbling with Zach Ferguson and Laura. Today, Laura and Zach will be talking about autism, disabilities, and the pros and cons of self-publishing. This episode was supposed to come out a while ago. I had some technical issues. I lost some data. There's some stuff that I had to redo and just kind of like dig out of old uh, emails and try and slap together. So I apologize. Mia culpa. This should have came out a couple episodes ago. And also I swapped out this with the Brexit episode and then I lost this episode and then I had to rebuild it from scratch. And anyway, enough of my bullshit excuses. Here's Zach and his bullshit excuses. Uh, it's not, they're not excuses. It's just Zach and his articulate warbling with Laura. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to yet another special episode. Is it special, or we're just going to like sign? You're just like part of the uh, furniture now, so it's not even a special. Well, anymore. I'm the furniture. We've only been together a couple of months. Jesus, three months. Oh, we would go on like we've been married for thirty years. We're not yeah. even thirty ourselves. <laughs> but this. Well, is... you're getting closer. Mm, fuck that shit. Fuck that noise. So, this episode is going to be about a, few, a couple of subjects, I believe. Um, disabilities, benefits. Um, uh, and then I think the grand finale is going to have to be the feminism subject. Feminism, of course, but also sprinkled in there uh, the pros and cons of running a publication house. Yes. Uh, just going to do a big, massive episode. It's going to be a really long episode. We've got, I, but maybe... Get off the game. Sorry. Set a time off every 30 minutes so I know that there's a marker that I can turn it off. Right, okay. Um, so every half an hour, so just it uh, signifies when I... The cut off 25 because it, I, the, the amount of time that I spend, ladies and gentlemen, compressing these episodes, it, it takes longer than the actual cause of the podcast. Not to mention the fact that also you have no internet. So nothing works. No, so it's just going to be sitting there. Exactly. But this coffee's all right, thank not, you. Not just that we don't have any internet. I actually have the big circle with the cross, the diagonal cross through it, to say not only do I have no internet, I have no signal whatsoever. So if anybody dies in my family, and I'm going to have to like later ask DB to cut that bit out, because somebody's actually died, <laughs> oh, and I didn't realise. But if something happens, I'm not going to find out till tomorrow morning. I've just realised... If we want to have a cigarette, we have to go downstairs in our pyjamas. I ain't going downstairs in my pyjamas. Are you not? No. I'd rather go without the nicotine. Oh, oh no, actually, I could probably just put my jacket on. <coughs> I'll put all my trousers on. You're going to put your trousers down? Put your trousers my trousers on. <laughs> so, where were we? The subject. The subject. Benefits, disabilities, feminism, and then sprinkled in there, like you said. Sprinkled. Pros. Sprinkle, sprinkled. I love that about the pros and cons of a publication house. Specifically me doing it. Specifically your new publication house. Sweat Drenched Press. Sweat Drenched Press, baby. So, does everybody know where you live, Zach? Exactly where you live. The majority do. I'm quite quite frank with... So, my position. 
In which case, everybody knows that Zach lives um, in a YMCA, which is like... It's like a hostel, effectively, isn't it? This one, apparently, it is. This is much better than a hostel, I've got to admit. It is much better than the hostel that I have lived in, which I have the majority of my independent living life lived within. It's more independent, but is it really? Well, yeah. So we'll go with hostel for now. Yeah. So... Temporary accommodation. Yeah, hostel. a hostel. <laughs> so me and Zach met online, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And we started talking, 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 talking. I thought, God, this guy's—he's pretty cool. Um, I have to say that obviously because he sat right next to me. I'm no, like, you said, "Oh, I thought he was pretentious prick." <laughs> well, I did think he was a bit of a pretentious prick. And then you even showed like the messages to like coworkers, and they're like pretentious prick. And then you're like, "I'm actually going to give him a chance because everyone else is saying what I'm thinking." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, after the pretentious prick bit, I thought, okay, <clears throat> let's see what this guy's about. He makes himself out to be this, you know, this this really clever, intelligent, articulate person. I thought, right, let's put you to the test then. It was only because I could spell your properly. Yeah, and I'm I'm relatively knowledgeable. I'm relatively intelligent. You know, I'm not going to go blowing my own trumpet, but I'm I'm pretty up there. I think so. So. <laughs> a spade's a spade, you know. You're fucking intelligent. So when so when Zach first started messaging me. Zach's mum? No, I said when Zach first started. Sorry, I heard Zach's mum. I'm like, why is she talk messaging you? No, I like. She messages me too, but that's all. <laughs> anyway, so he, for he, the first message he sent me was no word of a lie. This massive paragraph going on and on and on and on. And I replied with hi, didn't I? Yeah, well, you were at work. Uh, I was at work, and I had like 15 minutes left of my lunch, and I was like, I haven't got time for this. Um, anyway, so we started talking, and then he said, um, we said we'd meet, didn't we? Um, on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Pebble Records Eastbourne. Pebble Records Eastbourne. Um, and I was I was sat there at work on Monday. I was so anxious. I was like, I can't. I'm going to have to meet him beforehand. You know. Yeah. So. And you were like like hinting and dearing to me. I, I was as well, but not indirectly. Like, oh, do what you want. If you want to meet early, meet early, and come to mine. Yeah, exactly. So. Actually, you actually had the guts to drive to mine. I did. Knowing I where drove, you were going. ladies and gents, to. Zach's hostel. Now I didn't really know it was a hostel because he was like, "Oh, it's this place, and it's just around the corner from here." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know that place really well because I grew up there." So I was just like, "That's cool. That's fine. Yep, no worries." So I jumped in my car after work, and I, I was like on Google Maps. I was getting all excited with my coworkers, my manager. I was like, "20 minutes away! Oh my god, it's only 10 miles!" So I drove over to Zach's place, <laughs> and I sat in the car, and I looked around me, and I thought, "Fuck, what have I done?" Really? Did you think I that? I did, yeah. And then, and then Zach turned up, turns up. You did say oh, at my car door. Nice. He turns up at my car door, and I went, "I ain't fucking getting out. It's raining." And that was the first thing we I said to you when we were face to face. I went, "I'm not fucking getting out the car. It's raining." So what does he do? He jumps in next to me, and he sits down, and we start having a little conversation. It stops raining, and we go into his place. Now I seduced you with my. Uh, there was no seduction. Come with on, my bit. neck stroke. So. <laughs> I, we walked across this like courtyard area didn't we yeah. like this this yeah this courtyard area which is quite pretty there's trees and there's shrubbery it's quite pretty and you walk into this building and you think and now the first thing for me is like I used to live in a block of flats and I used to have to have a key mm. to get in that front door and you just opened this door and I thought that's odd yeah no security at all no and then I thought okay don't, don't think anything of it and as I walked in I was hit 
by the most atrocious smell. It was, it's it's still indescribable. It's like a mixture of a dead body, cannabis, fermented drugs. Yeah, it is. It's just fermented drugs and like body odor. Mm. And I thought, oh my god! Now I am a massive, massive, massive um, <laughs> weed smoker. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be you, my darling. No, I. <laughs> no, I'd just be frying up and be trapped at Lewis train station for eight hours. But go I, on. I massively disagree with every drug out there, and that includes cannabis, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't have a problem with cannabis because it's, you know, it's the easy drug. It's okay. It's cool, man. Now, I've had experiences with people that smoke cannabis on a regular basis, and cannabis is harder than it used to be. It used to be really cool, really like, just makes you a little bit spaced out. Now it fucks with you, like you become fucking schizophrenic. So I I have this sudden panic and fear that I'm about to walk into Zach's place. And I'm a drug user. And he's a drug user. And I don't mean like, I'd, I'd know if he was a heroin user, you know, but, it was the it was the the smell of weed. I just thought oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. But I can't you do. do this. But you do. As soon as you come into mine, it is like a little bit like that Doctor Who thing. It's a bit like the TARDIS, not space wise, but uh, uh, personality wise. Well, considering you smoke like fifteen, twenty a day, mm. you walk into your apartment and you're like, it does not smell at all in here. It mm. does sometimes if we leave the, the window closed for too long. Yeah. It starts to smell a that's bit stale. That's two people though, isn't it? Yeah, that's two people smoking. Like, I mean, I smoke probably about 10 a day. Mm. And that's with the window shut for like three days. Then it starts to get a bit staley, smoky, and I'm like, mm, we need to open a window. Mm-hmm. So I literally walked into this place, right, and I'm hit by drugs. And I'm like, okay. You haven't like, shared any of this with me. It's really interesting. Well, you know, I keep these things up top for times like this. And... I just just remember having this fear that you were going to just turn around and be like, do you want to join? And I'm like, fucking running. And then we get into your place and it's just like, it's like serene. It's calm. It's tidy. And no man ever in my life has ever been tidy. Like my dad was renowned for leaving socks in the most randomest of places. (laughs) So like Dad, when I was a sock in the toaster. Well, yeah, there would be because he'd just like he'd come in from work and he'd take them off and he'd just like slowly take them off as he got through the house. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and, With his socks, and yeah. Then he, and then he goes swing. I'll get that later. So yeah, so I was absolutely flabbergasted and instantly drawn to the five hundred Charles Dickens books that sat on Zach's bookshelf and all his blu-rays that i'm not allowed to to touch unless i've washed my hands and hand sanitizers but that's okay because not only did we watch a number of documentaries the other night i had the pleasure of washing my hands sanitizing my hands and opening a brand new blu-ray documentary dvd no, it was Blu-ray, I think. No, Fear of 13. No, that wasn't the one I opened. In Fabric? No one in Fabric? No, that wasn't the one either. It was the other one. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Whatever it was, it was a brand new something, and I got the pleasure of opening it and putting it in that Blu-ray player, which was like an orgasmic moment for me. Yeah, because it's like my sacred place. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, anyway, so going back to drugs... <laughs> I uh, I eventually said to Zach, didn't I, darling? I said, um, 
I said, uh, are they meant to use drugs in here? And he went, no, the staff always say there are no drug, there is no drug use in this place. But you have posters up saying, be careful, there's a strong dose of heroin going around on site. <laughs> there's no drug users here. And it makes me laugh because... Well, the thing was, I did allude to you that the place was filled with people like that. I just don't think the reality hit you until that fucking smell, like a physical force, whacks you. Yeah, and I, I, I it was... It was scary, and it's still to this day, like, I went round the other day, and see, Zach doesn't do the gentlemanly thing now, whereby he comes and gets it, like, he comes and waits for me when I come home from work. No, he do. Just, he just, like, expects me to turn up at the door and I knock. No, that has happened <coughs> twice. Once, because I was having said appointment with a said key worker, and the other time, I was waiting outside in the rain. You came in and you were looking at me, and I was drenched in my coat. You can't say that, that wasn't proof that I was waiting for you. Anyway, 30 minutes. I did remind you that I was going to see my oh, chiropractor. I forgot. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so a number of times now I've, I've, gone, I've gone into the building alone and that scares the living shit out of me. You did my me. shopping actually when I was at that little self Exactly. Event. I went and did Zach shopping in Asda nearby and then I had a bit of extra time because I said, oh, well, I'll drop you into Brighton. Don't get the bus. It was pissing down with rain, wasn't it? I said, and then I'll go and grab some shopping for you. Come and pick you up and we'll go home. So, so I took shopping back that day and I remember this guy, he was getting out of a taxi and he looked like the most drugged up weirdo I've ever seen. And I looked at him and I'm like, I've got four bags, I can't carry all of these. And I turned into Superwoman. Mm. Not that that's even a thing, but I turned into this like awesome woman that could carry a million bags. This one who said he offered? <clears throat> I thought he was going to. Oh. He kind of looked at me expectantly and I ran. Um, anyway, my point is... And then you had Paul who went, I think that was the first time you came. He was like, all right, darling, when we went back to the car. Yeah, and that scared me because I don't like men saying, you're right, darling. Especially not a bald-headed one who wears a uh, beanie hat without the bauble and exists <laughs> in a tracksuit and, yeah. So, Sorry, yeah. Paul. And then there's another guy. You druggy cunt. <laughs> and then there's another guy that I, I've seen twice now. And he, honestly, other than the fact that his eyes are so closed, I don't know how he can see. He's been really nice and gentlemanly and civil and kind. And, and, and I, really polite. I've listed off the details of the, uh, the... Man in question. Man in question. I don't know who he is, and that's probably for the betterment, because if you if you go unknown, uh, unbeknownst in this place, you're doing the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. You're saying that you've got the hearts for this stoner? Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> anyway, so... so gentlemanly. <clears throat> I think he just thought that you were a figment of his imagination, and he'd best be on his best behaviour. To be perfectly honest, I... Probably to the point of I'm the only clean-looking woman that, like, goes in that place. So he probably thinks, like, oh, hello. You haven't got, like, you know, spots on your face from meth no, use. No, I don't, I don't think that. He's probably, like, too clean, must back away to wall, let her <laughs> give her a wide berth, too clean. What's that smell? Mm. <laughs> Perfume? Hygiene. <laughs> anyway, so my point is you've got all of these people living in a place that, you know... I mean, Zach have had this conversation many times, haven't we? That he shouldn't, he shouldn't be there because he's not like those people. And it's so awful to see 
so many people in a position where they feel that their only vice in life is drugs and that's kind of sad in a way I do kind of feel for them I don't know, because I, 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 I've lived through them and it's a cycle that they they are happy with uh, if they lose their place there they know that the council and whoever in, in, it seems if you have a needle in your arm or you have a physical evidential issues you get a council house or you're just part of that repeated cycle where you put from pillar to post these people have bad hygiene have bad um have bad uh they're bad people this they, is they haven't got rant. any morals or they haven't got any they? morals they haven't got standards they're selfish they're junkies and i hate people who are recovered junkies and they play the victim and they then associate their their all glorious preachful and uh, uh what is it called they've redeemed themselves yeah you have good for you but being a junkie just means you're a selfish cunt and these people do anything to stab you in the back they'll cause trouble they'll cause issues and they know if they get kicked out there's just another more room that they use as a dos house they use it as a place to sell to cause issue to drink that's why they smell that's why they have no hygiene and that's why the people within this structure treats everyone as if one size fits all which it fucking doesn't but then they then the worst people I can handle these junkies and these uh, these characters because I'm used to it I've been doing this for nigh on, let's say, when I'm 26, it's 10 years. Mm. So what is that, eight years? Mm. I've been through this system. I know how it works. I don't deserve to be there. But apparently I'm a narcissist. I'm pig-headed. I'm arrogant for thinking that. I don't deserve to be there. I shouldn't be put in these environments. But I seem to be trapped in them. And by me voicing that, I'm the issue. And it's the same thing all the time. The staff members who run these places are worse than the residents. I can handle the residents because they're just easy to man- not manipulate but to work around. They speak volumes. You either be confrontational or you just be sarcastic or like me. I can destroy people and decimate them with my wicks and my articulacy. I, I can survive it. But at the same time, I kind of can't when it comes to uh, things like my hand, like antisocial noise. I have a neighbour who's a fucking, like, one of the biggest druggies there, but acting as a, a, a guitar Joe, they call him, when he thinks he's, like, some, like, wise, philosophical, all-round uh, stoner-like guru. When, when in reality, he sits and shouts at his girlfriend to the point that she's screaming and crying, and we're listening to it at 3am going, what the a- you're not in a position because as I've expressed I've gone out my way once to rectify these things to say pack it in shut the fuck up or I will lose my rag with you and this is sadly this is what some people this is the only language some of these people speak Guitar Joe doesn't because he's in this cloud of intoxication and drugged upness Uh, so you go to the people of position of power what do they do? They laugh at you, or they don't do anything, or they say it's only an issue because you're making it. Uh, I'll let you go on from here because you were on a sorry. No, no, no. You're well. You're absolutely right. Um, but my my point for this purpose and in general is that these people, you guys, are claiming taxpayers' money. These people <coughs> are playing this victim card so that they get money for carers that they don't have they get extra Mm -hmm. money for their disabilities that they don't really have they're just getting money left right and center and quite honestly zach and i've had a lot of conversations about this i work full-time 37 hours a week nine times out of ten turns out to be more closer to 40 to 45 because you know i do a bit of extra here and there and i'm not complaining but what i do struggle with is that these people 
have so much money that they can go and buy heroin and I can barely cover my car insurance. And I'm sitting there desperately, I'm desperately scouting for travel lodges that are only gonna cost me 100 quid for two nights and two breakfasts, which by the way, does not ever happen that often. And, you know, just so that I can give Zach a good weekend away from my place and from his place and have somewhere, you know, that we can actually enjoy ourselves. I'm like really scraping the pennies together to make sure that happens. Well, and these No, I'm not. But no, but my point is is you're making these people are going out buying more heroin than I can I could ever have. And they spunk it within as soon as that money hits their bank account, it's gone within a day and then the continuation of the next payment every two weeks or every month uh, which is what they do. They they get so much money. It's either PIP or it's the highest form of uh, support from uh, Job Centre Plus, something else. But they're always on the hunt. We went to Aldi's the other day and I just, I put my head down and I started laughing because I saw someone outside begging, swathing clothes, shivering, acting up. Turns out... Where does he live? With me. Not in Zach's place though because that would be a bit weird. Yes. But... I find it really hard because I've so I've got three prolapsed discs in my back right and you could easily and I mean how many times have I been hobbling along today because I'm I am in a lot of pain a lot of pain and it would be so easy between that and my sufferings with mental health I could be signed off for the rest Mm. of my life claiming benefits but I've got something... Have your in- rent paid by the council? Exactly, but I've got something inside me that says, no, I'm pride. not going to do that. Yeah. I work, I, 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 I've got a work ethic yeah. and I've got pride, like you say. And the thing is, is you know, there are people in this world that really can't work for whatever reason, whether that be through um, some form of like special educational need, an actual disability. Like My, my spinal issues could be considered <coughs> to be a disability if I chose for it to be that way. Mm. But I am so bloody determined that I'm not going to let it happen. That, But then sometimes I look at myself and I look at these people and I think, okay, yeah, I live, I live in rented accommodation with my mum and we live in a really nice house. You know, it's not the fanciest of fancy, but it's a nice area, it's a nice house and I've got my car. And my car is my independence, my freedom. Mm-hmm. And my car enables me to come and see you, Zach, and it, may, it enables me to go and see my grandparents in Cornwall, my other grandparents in Wales, you know, and it means that I can meet up with people, get to work easily, all those kind of things. And I'd probably lose that if I started claiming disabilities. Probably. No, this is a sad truth now. There's implementation behind, like, I, I'm not going to mention it because he, he was a friend of mine. His mum had the highest benefits, everything was covered for her. She had the most nicest car that she was claiming for MS. I thought MS incapacitates you, that you can't do anything. Well, yeah, it does later on in life, but yeah. Well, fucking 20 years later, she's still driving that fancy car, Mm -hmm. happy as Larry. Yeah, and and this is what frustrates me about about benefits, is that, you know... It only benefits those few, though, that economy system. Yeah, and I think, you know, there's, there's this problem where taxpayers are paying so much for what little they get to enable those that are supposedly disabled. Now that that system works, right? Those that are disabled are enabled by the taxpayers. Now I think that is a fantastic system. But until until you realise it's going to the junkies that all of the doctors are wet wipes Mm -hmm. because they're terrified of being sued. 
all of the politicians are wet wipes because they're terrified of being sued. So what do we have to do? We have to fund, us taxpayers have to fund the cost of somebody who is so confrontational, so threatening towards a doctor that they have no choice but to sign them off as disabled, even though they're literally just addicted to heroin and need to get a grip. Yeah. And we pay for it. Well, it's the walking stick thing. Like I said to you, I saw, I saw someone out with a walking stick. No, it was a person in a Aldi, and I recognised him from a hostel. And it's this, it was quite a strapping lad, actually, to be honest, wasn't he? It was a bit of a... But he looked a bit deteriorated. And I said, you don't need to convince me, mate. And Laura went, what? And it, I said, I, I know him from another hostel. I had noticed he was... Uh, yeah, he'd, he, he hobbled specifically as we walked past, mm. but then... Before he saw us, before he clocked that we were coming towards him, he was walking absolutely fine. Yeah, almost twirling that fucking, like, cliched, like, hot It was like um, the singing in the rain, stick. wasn't it? Yeah. Like, with the umbrella, it was like... like I've no, been paid my benefit. Oh, 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 someone I used to know. Oh, somebody that I... Ouch, ouch, ouch. <laughs> and it's funny, actually, I saw a woman the other day, and she was <sighs> coming out of Asda, and um, she had two crutches, and she wasn't using either of them. <laughs> She was walking with them with these crutches hanging off of her elbows. Oh, I've seen loads of old ladies doing this. And you just think, you are clearly... And, it, you know, she, I knew she was a working age. She must be... It must have been a working age. There was no way she was over the age of 75. And... Uh, 65, rather, sorry. And, um, you know, she must have only been in her 50s. And she was just walking with these crutches hanging off her elbows. And I just... And I actually turned around to her and I went, you do realise you're supposed to use them, right? <laughs> And then I walked past her and let it go. But then then again, you see, you know, there was a lady today where we stopped off at the services and uh, there was a lady, bless her, and her husband had, had sort of said, you go, love, you go. And she was walking with this walking stick and she went, oh, I'm in your way, I'm in your way. I went, it's fine, you take your time. And she was so slow and you could really feel that whatever it was that was wrong with her was hurting. Because mm. you could really feel that pain and she was taking every step and she was trying to rush for me and actually... That is when you believe in disability, not when somebody's walking with crutches hanging off their elbows. Oh no, one, one, one now away from that physical exemplification of it, um, we're going to get into uh, the invisible illnesses, which are still blindsided. But it also, if it, it's, uh, it's a difficult one, it really is. Invisible illnesses or invisible conditions or invisible blah 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 blah, blah whichever you would equate it to being. Um, it's even harder. It's even harder to get that security and reassurance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like you've, you've, you, you, you've, you've. I've opened your eyes and now you can smell the roses. You've opened my eyes and they fucking bloomed up. No, it's because you've approached it uh, differently from anyone else uh, in and around me. Everyone else is like, that ain't a job. How much money do you earn from it? And that that brings me really, really nicely onto the pros and cons of your publication house. Okay. So this I'm gonna let Zach speak for the most part because I ain't got fucking clue. But he comes to me yesterday. Is it yesterday? It was yesterday. Was it day before yesterday? Day before. No, yesterday. No, it was yesterday. And he went, Are you any good at making logos? And I'm going, eh, what? Like I can tell you that Burger King's the Burger King logo, even though it hasn't got Burger King written on it. And like I'm good at logo quizzes, but I don't think I could make a logo. And he goes, "Sweat drenched press." And I went, "Right, okay." And as people will most probably know, sweat drenched, sweat drenched writer, isn't it? Is your handle? Yes. And sweat drenched 
writer. One of them's author, another's writ, but mostly sweat drenched writer. The point is, it's something to do with sweat and being drenched by it. Mm. Um, so I thought to myself, okay, and I've I've just got this work laptop um, that. I wanted to have a little play with actually because I only got it like yesterday fancy pantsy um, and it turns itself into a tablet and blah 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 and I was doing a bit of work from home anyway and I thought oh well I'll log off squirts out espresso right into your mouth yeah well I, so I thought I'll log off my emails and I'll just have a look at this thing and it's called Paint 3D your good old fashioned paint um, application which, I, which I've actually used recently the really old Old the good shit. old fashioned good one. Good old fashioned one. And that was like what I was expecting, but this does 3D shit. And you're 3D. like, whoa, okay, this is cool. So, anyway, so I went, perhaps I'll have a look. So, I've got my potatoes cooking in the kitchen, thinking, right, I've got 20 minutes. And I throw something together, show it to Zach, and he goes, make it all black and I'll use it. And I'm like, fuck off. White background. Do White you want it 3D? No, it 2D. Black. Do you want this bit 3D? No, I want it 2D. What about that? No, that's fine. Right, okay. Next thing I know, it's uploaded on Facebook. He's got a page, an email address, a website. Christ knows whatever else. Not a website yet. I need your help with that. Yeah, Because okay. <laughs> I need to find one that's for free. Um, or alternatively, if somebody wants to like offer up a you know free web development. Or if anyone wants to offer up design things and want to be part of it. Or if anyone wants to donate to help me start this press, it would be so nice. But then again... No, no one will. And if anybody wants to take over Zach's half of this podcast so that we don't have to listen to him drone on, that'd be grand. (laughs) Anyway. Hello, my name's Bob, and I just spent almost two million so I could do this podcast. Do right, love. (laughs) So, yeah, anyway, so I put together this logo, and now it has just kind of exploded, and Zach sent me this thing this morning while sitting on the toilet, saying, does this read Okay. And I'm reading it going, disagree, 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 don't like it, disagree. So I come out and I go, do you want me to uh, tell you it's fine or do you want my opinion? He goes, no, 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 my opinion. So I send it to my laptop. I turn on the track changes on the Word document and I go, right, absolutely annihilated the shit out of what he'd written and completely changed it. And then he used it, (laughs) much to my absolute shock. Well, it is. It, 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 you you have that business acumen, that professionalism. You have that basis. You know the, the the right parameters, the structures, and the right words. And also, you see the parameters, and you see that uh, it was that pro and con thing. So we did have a little conversation. And as you was explaining it to me, it was like, oh, I had that in the back of my head when it came to do with mentioning money, when it came to do with. Oddly enough, I described it in a certain way, whereas you said, no, because why, why would anyone be interested if you described it like that, though it may come across like that. So she reworded it and, you know, it was... Yeah, like, I didn't really pull it apart that much. I maybe over-exaggerated a little bit. It was just about adding the odd word in that changes the context enough to, you know, in this world where everybody takes offence... In this world that, you know, everybody jumps onto the wagon Well, people are probably taking issue now thinking, why is Zach Arsehole Ferguson starting his own press? Because Zach Arsehole Ferguson is fucking awesome. And that is the new A. Zach Awesome Ferguson. Oh, God. Can it go back to Arthur? <laughs> no, I don't like Arthur. No, but well, that's why I changed it to Zach Ferguson, because that is me, the full me. Yeah, and that's the way it should be. But... Yeah, so that that like I said, that brings us on to the to the pros and cons of of this publication house, and I think one of the cons for me, in my opinion, is the fact that my mum went, 
what's that? <laughs> and that always worries me with new things because I go, well, what if people don't know what it is? Um, but then again, my mum's old fashioned. Um, I did not say old mum if you're listening. I said old fashioned. Well, when you when she went, well, mum, what is a press? It's um, it's one of those metal things where you push it down and it imprints on something. No, no, mum. No. Well, that's yes. that's initially, yes. but, the, the, but that no. that, sta- that that staple now press isn't even people of our generation will go. Is that what it means? No, it's publication house, but yeah. But you know that's that's one of the cons. But you know, my mum and probably her age demographic isn't the the thing that you're going for, is it? Well, considering that when you read out segments from what Mister Wants Mister Gets and her face just kind of dropped. My writing isn't for her. No, exactly, and it's it's not supposed to be for those kinds of people that that don't. I'd like to think that your mum one day would pick up a book and go, "Fucking hell!" And she did say she went. There is a lot going. When I said to her, she said to, she said it's very clever. Yeah, and I just, when I gave a little bit more context and said it is basically an autistic episode. It's an autistic experience. It kind of dawned on her, but she wouldn't willingly go out and go. I want to buy this book. No. She's more pro- she's more attracted to a book that analytically and medicinally deconstructs what autism and the mechanics of it is. Yeah. Whereas I do that in the parameters of experimentalism and the artistry and the freedom that fiction lets you. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's a con, but I think there's a pro. And I'm going to shut up in a minute so that I can let you talk more. But that pro for me is the fact that somebody, despite a disability, despite a special need, despite all these issues, um, can do something that is inspirational. And it's inspirational for me. Now, I have to say that, supposedly. Well, you don't supposedly yeah i have to say that because i am your partner yeah and that's what i'm supposed to say but in reality it is it's it's inspirational to see and to be a kind of part of yeah you are of of this like you know this huge thing that could you know could be quite small um and you know just a little bit of I don't want to say fun because I don't mean it like that, but you no, because just... I know how fucking hard it is and how exhausting it is by putting out my last fucking three books. Fuck. But that's what I mean. It's but there is, you know, it could be quite small and and you don't get much from it, but it could also be absolutely huge. And you know, I hope for your sake and for the writers that All the are writers be... involved. Really. Yeah, exactly. I want it. I, mostly, that's why I want to do it. I want it for them. I don't want it as a as a platform for myself. I don't want it so I can have a logo on the spine of my book and I can go around saying I'm the editor, director. Yes, I'm editor and ultimately publisher of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to view it as a hierarchical thing. I want it as a place that people who, if you have mental health issues if you have autism and your your great solace and your great comfort is in writing I know how difficult it is going into this community to be taken seriously and then when you are taken seriously you are very easily stripped of this supposed rank that you thought you earned how do you earn this rank? by buying books in abundance I calculated how much I spent from 2014-15 half of 2016 I spent almost three grand on independent books and each of those writers have said something awful about me 
and I went out my way and I reviewed all of their books. I went out of my way and told them how much I loved their books. I went out of my way and I fanboyed the fuck because not I wasn't a sycophant because I fell in love with the notion that there were fellow artists out there. But as soon as they got that from me, it was like, we're bored of you now. You're, 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 you're getting boring. And then when I became vocal and I, I stood up for myself and went, you're a fucking user. You're a fucking liar. You're an abuser. You're taking the piss. It's like, ooh, ooh, Zach, Zach has a voice. He doesn't want to be part of the conformist community. I think everyone in the round who wanted to be part of <coughs> they wrote me off. I had like a good relationship with another podcast host. But I noticed this. It was a danger to be friends with Zach Ferguson. I had a personal uh, conversation with a fellow podcaster. He started crying, saying, I feel this emotion with you and we're so connected. But when he did, a, he released the podcast, he's like, yeah, I've got Zach Ferguson with an interesting interview. And then when he does a podcast with <laughs> who is a pretty bland interviewee, he's like, most <laughs> amazing guys ever. I'm like, you cock-sucking piece of shit. What, because it says he's publisher? And it's but, just, why, why, it was almost you weren't allowed to be friends with me or I'm a danger. And they find it so easily to do that. But once they've destroyed you and think you fucked off, they think they've had a bearing on you overall. Emotionally, yes, because I thought <laughs> was a brother. I thought that we were in this together. And for him to turn on me because I just said, I don't want these of <laughs> you deal with him. I want nothing to do with them because he realised the truth of the matter. You're part of the fucking problem. You're entertaining them. And you're using me as a conduit for your negative emotions. But what you've got to do now is let this go. <clears throat> oh, I have. No, you haven't. No, it's, no it, it you frustrates haven't. me. It frustrates you, therefore you have not let it go. And what you've got and to do... And that's my greatest fear what... for the press. People are going to have that same thing. But what you have got now is you have got your chance to shine alone. Mm. You don't have a partner... We do. You have me. I have you. But you don't have a, 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 a partner in the publication house. You don't have that second person that's going to piss you off or any other people that are going to piss you off. You are doing this now to I create a to community. Be a safe haven. Yeah, I know, but you are there. Away from people like that. You are Sorry. there to collaborate with other people. You are there to create a community. And that is what you've got to do. And what you have got to do more than anything is let it go yeah and I'm not gonna sing the song because then I'll get sued for singing yeah. some crappy frozen song let it go let it go that's really all the song I know but you have got to let it go because if you continue to have this um this bitterness about you then people will dislike you and there is an element of people whether they like you or not they can fuck off if they don't like you if they like you great but bitterness is not an attractive quality Mm. and you've got to let that go in order to be successful yeah and that is your con then yeah that That, is that con's on you not on the press no so but I've always I've never been a negative influence it's only when I've pinned people but this goes for their back, But this goes back again to <clears throat> listening to people telling you what who you are, what you are, mm. and you listening. Yeah. And it's so easy to do, just as it's human nature. If enough people say it, you believe it. Yeah. But that's kind of what like, I want to do the press because it's like you and know, that, well, yeah, but that's it. that's what you're doing, and that that is what you know what it's all about. 
and you've got you've got the support of positive people behind you mm. you've got me and well who doesn't want me <laughs> in what white fucking hell girl you're ego not like that I haven't got an ego but we all have an ego yeah I haven't got a narcissistic ego no you you just know your worth which is really like yeah I do know my worth yeah <laughs> but you ha- you you're doing it on your own now yeah and that that I there are very very few cons in my opinion Oh, it's not. I'm not doing this out of spite against. Oh, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not like, saying that. But you need to let that go the now. The past is haunting me because I'm thinking people are going to come into this and think, "Oh, that arsehole Zach." But in this world now, I'm just so hurt by it all. To be honest, I know. In this world now, all I do is try. Don't get emotional. I'm not getting emotional. I'm just saying, all I do is try my best by these people. I've done my best by them. And then when they they fuck me over, oh, how dare I stand up for myself? And then I'm this great villain. But I'm called a jerk. I'm called an arsehole. I'm this, I'm that. I'm dangerous. In what way? Negative thoughts create negative outcomes. Mm. That is a, like, scientifically proven. Yeah. You think something bad's going to happen? I can guarantee Negative something bad. Negative attention as well. Exactly. It's better than no attention. For exactly. Me. So you have started Sweat Drench Print Press, and it will be a success. I hope so. I just want. There's no hope. I Stop hoping. Stop. Ex- Shush. <laughs> it will be a success in whichever way that success comes. Whether it's just the fact that you've got a publication house that's got a few books out there and you've got your name out there and you've got however many likes you want on Facebook or whatever else <laughs> or if it's this massive thing that goes into multi I just want people to be given a chance that I wasn't given and they will because that's what you will do as founder as as director as whatever else you no I don't like that it's editor it's still a director just edit publish whatever it's just the sweat drunk guy saying come in would you like a cup of coffee would you like a roll up let me read your manuscript I like this I will put in the work to release it I will finance the cover or work together with you you tell me who you like the looks of I just want to give people that chance and that imbuement that I wasn't really ever given so there's no con to it then is there I just it's a positive point it's it's yeah I think the pros are, are I like even if like, let's say an established writer of the indie scene came in that will just be like okay that's going to be for the betterment of the press but at the end of the day I want people to know that you're not alone in this and it's very dangerous to go into certain communities and that's what I mean I'm not saying I'm a gatekeeper and I don't like gatekeepers because that's just detrimental and that's where the conformity and quarantine zone comes I mean I'm not saying, don't go to that community, don't go here, don't go there. I mean to be, just come into mind. I have no expectation. I have no wants except you being the truest artist that you can be and want to be. Though I've, I'm more inclined for the innovative, the experimental, if you have a compelling story that you feel will be fitting, I'm willing to work with you on it. I, I really want to give you that chance that no one's given me. And it is a start of a career. Though financially and viability-wise, it may not at this moment be such. Just that oomph and that feeling of getting your contributor copies for the first time ever. You hold them and you go, I did that. I made that. There's no feeling like it. Absolutely. 
I couldn't agree more. And I think... Um, so it's more pro than con. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the, the, yeah, there, there is no con. And uh, it's... You've done it. It's out there. There's nothing more to say about it, really. And just to wait for the submissions to come in come August. Absolutely. So, next subject and topic. I think we should leave it there. Leave it there? I think we should. I think that's a nice little end. I know we said we'd talk about feminism, but I think we need to end on, you know, your your project, uh, your 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 community spirit, your, your building yourself... Um, you're building your own empire, and I think that's that's. Oh, not that's an what this empire. Is. It is an empire. It's an empire what? of your own. It's a community of your own. I just want people just to feel safe, feel like I'm not gonna because I'm, I have no. And that is what you will give them. Mm. And that's enough. Yeah. Yeah, quite a deep episode, ladies and gentlemen. This one, God. Yeah, maybe we'll leave feminism for a. For a really separate day. Yeah, maybe. I, I really need a cigarette, to be honest. It's quite harrowing, quite deep. But thank you, gorgeous. My pleasure. Uh, I'm going to need to uh, nip it in the bud, all that past stuff. And it's not it's not a bitterness in a way that I'm like, mm, fuck you. It's just hurt, to be honest. But... I'm going to nip it in the bud today. I have no ill will toward SC Burke. He's still doing really fucking well with Nihilism Revised, but he's doing things with the press that I just didn't really envision or believe that he wanted to work towards. But whereas there's a gap in the market for what I believe in, I just might as well do it myself. Absolutely. And that's what I'm doing. And my, my phone won't let me log back in. Oh, it's all to do with face matching. Hello. Match my face, bitch. <laughs> Anyway, thank you for joining us. And, uh... We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Hey, everyone. Thank you again for listening to Articulate Warbling with Zach Ferguson. Zach's part is recorded at Sweat Drench Press over in Brighton, England. My part is recorded at Badger's Drift Studios in Portland, Oregon. If you want to help out either of those places, you can go to pgttcm.com, click on the Zach's Rant, or whatever it's called at this point in time, the the one, um, it's not a rant, it's Articulate Warbling, and you can find out where to find Zach's books, where to go to find Sweat Drenched Press, um, pretty much find Zach on Instagram and all that kind of fun stuff. And pgttcm.com, you can find out how to donate to the show or just simply go to, I don't know, paypal.me slash pgttcm. It helps me keep these shows going, shows like Zach Ferguson's Articulate Warbling and also Dave's Underground Goat Shenanigans. Yes, that's a real show. I'm not just making stuff up. I've also got People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos and Black Clock Audio Tales is my primary weekly audio show. It's audiobooks of spooky stuff. And you know what? Maybe one of these days we could get Zach to read some stuff for uh, Black Clock Audio Tales. I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's, uh, he's pretty busy these days, I hear. So anyway, thank you for listening to Articulate Warbling. Help keep the show going. Donate some money. Buy some t-shirts. We're going to get some new merch up. I'm sure of that. And we'll talk to you soon. And new episode 
next Wednesday. All right. Thank you. Or Thursday or whatever we've got going on for this show. All right. Have a good day.